Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Want to Vibe. I'm Issa. I'm Abby. Today, we are so, so grateful to have the amazing, inspiring Indy Lee as our guest. Indy's namesake skincare line is eco-chic, made with all-natural ingredients, combining style and sustainability without sacrifice. And even more than the products that you can feel as good about using as displaying in your bathroom, the beautiful, beautiful story behind the birth of this range of products that you can find literally everywhere at this point, from Nordstrom to Sephora to Blue Mercury. And more. Um, so we hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to try out Indy's line. And if you don't know where to start, I highly recommend the squalene oil with the code Indy, that's I-N-D-I-E 20 for 20% off. Yes. Enjoy. Wanna Vibe is a podcast and resource speaking simply about all things wellness. We want to break down each topic and start from the beginning, avoiding the assumption that everyone knows the building blocks to a particular subject. The way we see it, wellness is all-encompassing of each aspect that affects our everyday lives. In addition to our faves like fitness and nutrition, this could mean anything from relationships to careers, finances, spirituality, and so much more. We are Abby and Issa. Wanna Vibe? All right, so here we are. We're with Indy Lee of Indy Lee Skincare today. We're so excited to have you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday with us. Um, So for those of you who aren't hip to the game, Indy Lee has an incredible line of clean skincare um, with a quite beautiful and inspiring story behind it. Thank you. So, um, but before we get to that story, I would love for you to just set the scene for us in terms of your childhood, what it was like, your parents, school, all of those good things, all of like the milestones that kind of like formed, formed Indy Lee as she is today. Well, I was born in a manger. Um, How appropriate for this time of year. (laughs) Right? No. So um, I had really a, a... normal great childhood i'm one of two i have a younger sister and grew up on long island notice i really am pronunciating all my vowels and consonants <laughs> which i've worked really hard to do since yeah. long island <laughs> not long island for the people no, but if i'm really tired it'll come out <laughs> or perhaps have a drink or two um <laughs> But no, I had, I really, I lived on the North and North shore of Long Island and had a wonderful, wonderful childhood. I really, I feel like when people are like, Oh, what was your childhood? Like, like wow. I grew up really like, not like privileged, like silver spoon, but comfortable phenomenal parents, um, in a great school district. Like one of those things really just the perfect childhood. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I know. I'm really, I'm very, very lucky. Um, my father really, my father had his own business. Um, it was a printing company that was in the family for years. Ooh. Um, so my grandfather's and I, you know, my father took it over and then the idea was that I would eventually take it over. I mm-hmm. was very, I mean, I was one of those kids though. I remember I had like a three piece suit. <gasps> like I wanted you to rocked it more which is really weird. And I was very into I think it's very chic. Yeah. It was very chic. I was kind of my Diane Keaton in a very <laughs> straight up Diane Keaton. <laughs> so I knew I knew I wanted to go into business. And so um, I was getting ready to go to school and I was really a nerd and 
in high school also, I'll be completely honest. And so when I was figuring out what I wanted to do, my parents, my mom's like, well, you could be a doctor, a lawyer, <laughs> um, a teacher. <laughs> Something <laughs> respectable. That accent. But I think, like, you could be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, or an accountant. Oh, like, those were my choices. Right, those were the yeah. super fun. Yeah, I don't like blood, so doctor was out. I don't like to argue, so clearly lawyer was out. <laughs> yeah. He really didn't have that much patience for young children, so teacher was never going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm good at math. I'm going to be an accountant. So I was like, oh, it'll help me with the, taking over the business. So I went into accounting. It turns out I was very good at it, but um, my father's business collapsed during like those interesting years back in, I guess it was 91, 92, mm-hmm. and there was no business to take over. Mm. and I was like uh-oh but I but, but I was good at accounting and mm-hmm. I can remember I got my job offer from Ernst & Young I only wanted to go to Ernst & Young and work on Long Island and I got my job offer in my going into my senior year or something like wow. I already had the job offer signed sealed delivered the whole thing so again I continued that geeky stage right like continued mm-hmm. on um, when someone said, where were you on your 21st birthday? I was in the library. Like I was that person. Oh. Um, but I, you know what? It was great. I had, I worked at HB. I worked at Ernst & Young and did my, you know, public accounting thing, got my CPA. Then, um, I went on to say I wanted to work in entertainment or fashion, HBO International came calling. And wow. I there. Yeah. And managed HBO's International Finance Division, had an incredible career and got to travel all over the world. And then I realized I don't really like accounting. Mm, yeah. So I left. Uh, my friend was doing greenhouse, like starting up school gardens to teach children the importance of, you know, gardening and sustainability and farming. And I said, I'm really into that. I'm very much into gardening. And I said, I would build, I would actually run their nursery to which they said they didn't have one. So I said, I'll build it. So I have a 750 square foot greenhouse out my back door. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Yeah. And I did that and I was running the greenhouse. And then I realized I was more their CFO than anything else. And I wasn't working the greenhouse. So I left and I started selling you know, starter plants to, you know, different nurseries. And I was bringing um, edible flowers and microgreens to local restaurants and Whole Foods and whatnot. And then... So you were literally selling the plants you grew? Yeah. What's your favorite edible flower? Um, well, because she said she sold edible flowers. Yeah, nurserium. What's it taste like? A little peppery. Oh, They're cool. They're beautiful. That's awesome. Interesting. Sorry. So you were selling your plants. Yep. And um, of course, I was excited about the eating of them. I'm so sorry. Well, no. I, and I, and <laughs> FYI, I grew all this calendula, right? So oh, I mean, we're talking a lot. And I was then diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in 2008. So I couldn't work in the greenhouse anymore. And I couldn't work in the farm that I. What did the rheumatoid arthritis affect that you couldn't work in the greenhouse? The humidity. Oh, because it would make, make humidity. Your well, you have to realize I would wake up like with my hands in a fist, and it would take me an hour to unfurl them. Oh at my that gosh! Point. And I mean, how old were you at that point? Thirty-seven. Wow. 
I was 37, 36, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I couldn't, I just, I was probably 36. I, it was so painful. It was so painful. In fact, I went on methotrexate, which is a form of chemotherapy for it. And I was on it for four years. And it was a lifesaver because it really helped me get mm-hmm. that under control. But after a number of years, I just said, this is, this is too much for my body to do. And I, right. with the help of a doctor, I went off of it and changed mm-hmm. my diet, et cetera, which changed things dramatically. But so yeah, you manage your arthritis right. with diet and lifestyle. Yeah. A big, big part of diet and lifestyle. And then it, it still flares up to this day and I'm, I'm doing a cleanse right now. <laughs> wow. Help, yeah. To just detox everything. What kind of cleanse? A juice cleanse? A broth cleanse? No, it's with my doctor. So it's supplements and heavy on the vegetables, really vegan, mm-hmm. almost like elimination. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. So for those of you who don't, or like for the listeners that don't know the life event that is the reason that you started Indie Lee Skincare, mm-hmm. tell us about that. So I was diagnosed with RA, as I said, in 2008. And I couldn't work in the, far, in the greenhouse or the back farm, anything. And um, it's interesting. My sister said she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I don't want anything toxic to go on my nephew's tush. So I started creating products using ingredients that I had a plethora of mm-hmm. in my greenhouse. In my back like, remember I said you I had children of your own? Yeah, they were okay. already like five and seven. Oh, okay, okay. So or maybe, that. no, five and nine. Mm-hmm. Right, something like that. And then, um, so I started, I had all this cleanser I made, you know, a belly balm, a tushy balm, you know, like things for my sister to embell in her shower using oh, green nice you. in the yeah. greenhouse. And I made, I'm a type A personality, so I was making like labels and I made little small ones as favors for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then um, in 2000, then in November, October, I realized I was starting to lose my vision out of my left eye. And I knew something was wrong. I just, you know, in your right. body when something is not right. Right. And I went to my doctor and I said something. Some, I actually told him what I thought it was, which I was right. And said, you know, something's not, I'm losing my vision out of my left eye. I you know, was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, you know, four or five months prior. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And that was November 4th. And he said, you need to go in for a scan. And I said, okay, let me figure out what day I can go. He said, no, you're going right now. Wow. And off I went to an MRI and 45 minutes after I got, I walked out of the scan, the doctor called and said, can you come in? And I said, only if you tell me what it is. And he's like, I'd rather you came in. I'm like, no, I'm going to Google it. So you better tell me what it is now. And he said, you have a brain tumor. And I said, I'll see you in 15 minutes. Mm. What was going through your mind? Um, oh, <laughs> great. That was what I was right about. I had a feeling, in fact, when I went into the doctor, so I was like, I'm losing vision out of my left eye. I know it sounds weird, but I think I have a brain tumor. Yeah. Wow. So I wasn't shocked. Mm. And how, you know, like how many times in a, in your lifetime where you're like, I bet you it's this, I bet you it's this, and it doesn't yeah. come to fruition. And then you're like, full the goddamn times for me to be Exactly. Right. right? Yeah. Exactly. But I, I just can't tell you. I just knew. Yeah. Um, so I didn't call anybody. I just got in the car and it was this beautiful fall day. And as I'm driving, like that's when everything happened for me in that 15 minute drive from my house into New Canaan to my doctor's, I realized that I knew, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that this was happening for a reason. I honestly did not know like exactly, but I was like, this is happening for a reason. 
something powerful is going to come out of it. I don't know what that is, but my job is to let it unfold and feel like the universe is going to support you. Holy shit. That's a very something it, perspective to have. Right. Like, so do, Should I mention me asking, do you Buddhist. have like, what's up? I'm Buddhist. So <laughs> I was going to ask you like what your faith was or like what you believe. Yeah, I'm, Buddhist. I'm, my, I'm Catholic Jewish, like from my parents, but right. I've, been, I've been practicing Buddhist for over 20 years. But for you to tap into your faith so quickly, so, and yeah, that's as if like really, that was just your default, like, Oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. I realized a lot of things though. Um, it was a very profound 15 minute drive, Yeah, but I knew I was like, okay, all right, this is happening for a reason. Something's going to happen. Incredible. I've got to let it happen and allow it and be open to it. But I said, but Oh my God, I've been a type a personality my entire life. I've been a planner my entire life. What's comes next, this, that, the other thing. I mean, this, which was rocking my world to have RA and what I thought I was going to do and become like Alice Waters on, you know, over on the West coast and bring, you know, slow food to school. Like I had this plan and this vision and then I was diagnosed with RA and I was like, Nope, can't do any of that. Right. I was like, you know, I'd always been that person. Two kids, done. Two dogs, done. You know, the whole thing, career, done. Travel, done. All those things. And um, I realized that I'd spent my life planning it and not really living it. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, whatever this is, I'm going to spend the rest of my life actually being an active participant. Mm -hmm. And we joke because we call it the three Ps now, living every day with passion, with purpose, and be fully present in every Mm -hmm. moment. That's beautiful. I love that. And by the time I got to the doctors, I was like, okay, what do we got? He's like, okay. Yeah, he was not uh, expecting that. I think he was a little shocked. And I said, Peter, what are we going to do? And he said, it does not look like cancer, which it was not, but mm-hmm. um, you need to go see some real heavy hitters. And so off I went to Johns Hopkins, Sloan Kettering, Duke, NIH. And, you know, they said they're not really sure what it was. Because it just didn't present like anything. Mm-hmm. It's like where my third eye was is. Wow. Um, and a number of them said, you know, there's nothing we can do to get your affairs in order. You know, you could have as little as six months. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and after every doctor, I was like, thank you so much. No. Yeah. Wow. And so you hear six went, months and then what do you do? Uh, so it's interesting. Right after I got that first diagnosis, I went to my neuroendocrinologist. I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on? Because my blood levels were all, and hormone levels were so whacked out. And I was like, and I went to ovarian failure at the same time. Like, it was so weird. I'm like, what is going on? Which was fine because I was not having any more kids. So, right. right. Yeah. Like, no period so ever fine. again. You're okay. Like, you know what? It's not, it's not going to work, but that's fine because we were done anyway. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> This is good. It. <laughs> uh, but I went to my neuroendocrinologist and I said, how is this going on? It makes no sense. Nobody in my family has anything like this. And he says, well, we're seeing more and more of these things being tied to the environment. I'm like, dude, I have a greenhouse in my backyard. Right. I eat organic. I'm in great shape. Like I worked in that greenhouse, built the greenhouse. He said, yes, that's all part of the environment. And I says, and, and so what do you put on your skin? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, well, we know babies are born with toxic load. 
more and more of these things are being taught. He's like, you know, we're so seeing what you're putting on your, your mom was eating or putting on her skin or whatever. Could have he said, yeah, he said it could be something you, it could be, he said, he'll never, nobody will ever know. Is it something I ate? Is it something I was exposed to? Is it something my dad was exposed to in Vietnam? Right. Is like, it something yeah, my yeah. mother put on or something I was using? No one's ever going to know. Right. But when he said it could have been something as simple as I was putting on my skin or my mother used when she was pregnant or it's all these things. I, that, in that moment, yeah. the light bulb went off. It's just like you're calling over and over again. It sounds it like. so, yeah. Like, like, hey, look at this. Yeah. And you know, when everyone said, oh, when I created the little baby line for my sister and it was just a little thing. It was like, oh my God, that's what you should do for the rest of you. You should do a baby line or a clean or I was like, what? Because it was 2008. People weren't right. thinking about that. Right. And it's so interesting because I love DIY. So I was like, oh, I'm like, you know, the hipper Martha Stewart. Although I think she's pretty hip, so I don't know if that's possible. She's gotten, I mean, jail gave her some serious fucking street cred. Yeah, she she's so like legit. She is. <laughs> so, but I was like, oh, I'm going to do it clean. You know, that's really as hip as Martha Stewart. I was going to be as hip as she is. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. It was just this weird thing that kept coming up. And meanwhile, I knew the statistics. And that's why I created the line for my nephew, but never thought about the bigger picture of what was I putting right. on my skin. Right. And I knew laws hadn't been changed since 1938. Like I knew all that, but I never got it. And in that moment, he's like, I don't know, it could be something you put on your skin. You know, you don't know. I was like, holy crap. It was my awakening. It was my aha moment. It was whatever you want to call it. I can remember what I was looking at. It was a fake Monet and a fake brass frame at the doctor's office. And I said, that's what I'm going to do. That's what this is about. I'm going to create a line that is clean, that is effective, and that looks really chic on a shelf. And then I'm going to start pulling back the covers on this industry and start to empower others to live a healthier version of their life. So when you're given six months to live and you hear that, yeah, and you're like me, I channeled it. Yeah. yeah. What? When my kids are home, I'm with my kids mm-hmm. because there is a, there is a possibility that this is a very small, finite amount of time left. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not with my kids, I am going to find a doctor that was going to give me a different diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to research everything I can to create a line. And that's what I did. Wow. So I kind of all the noise and I went back to this news. What? How did your kids react? Um, Emily was really little. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was five. Mm-hmm. So she didn't like fully grasp. She didn't fully grasp all of it, which is great. Yeah. Um, Jacob was eight and he grasped it all. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe Emily was four or five. I can't even remember now. But Jacob was old enough to grasp it. Um, it was definitely harder on him. Mm-hmm. They both... I both I prepared both of them that I was potentially dying. I had to because they were old enough to know. Both of them were old enough to know what death was. It wasn't. I'm raising three. Yeah. So um, Jacob, I think I took it a little bit harder than Emily. But you know, in hindsight, in this day, and then you know what happened subsequently with um, rediagnoses. You know, my kids are very aware, so it definitely has played a part in their life. Mm-hmm. One that I, I wish on no child. Right. Right. Of course. So you had surgery, right? I did. So I found a doctor who said, I'll give you a shot at surgery. Wow. I was like, great, sign me up. He's like, well, you know, odds are I'm with you on it. I was like, let's do it. And um, April 22nd, 2009, which is Earth Day, which is why I celebrate Earth Day big. By the way, you got to figure like the universe is sending you a sign on that one. I mean, for sure. So 
I walked in surgery, said, today's a great day to live, put on some kick-ass music, and let's go. And the anesthesiologist asked me if I'd been taking recreational drugs and drinking. I was <laughs> way too happy to be And you were like, so what if I was? <laughs> I was like, no. And he, like, didn't think, I was like, no, 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 I know the risks. Let's go. And many hours later, I woke up, and I had full vision. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, I can see. And the nurse was like, you're awake. I'm like, that's great, but I can see. I couldn't see. I'm the side. And she went and got the doctor, and the doctor came in, and that's when he said, you know, you're done. We got everything. Wow. Your life. Wow. And I really hadn't stopped since. What was the recovery process for like for you? Um, you know what? It wasn't as bad as I anticipated. I Did mean, you have to do like OT and stuff like that just to like no, get, nothing, nothing, wow. nothing. I mean, I woke up and I remember it was late in the afternoon and I called my house and I was like, Jacob, it's mommy. And he's like, oh my God, they couldn't do the surgery. And I was oh. like, no, 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 it's done. He's like, then what were we worrying about? You sound perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thanks, Jake. Um, and, I, and I will never forget, I made the phone call to a friend and said, okay, we're ready to turn on the website in the month. <sighs> oh yeah. Okay. That was going to be my next question. So you had done all of this work in those mm-hmm. few months between the diagnosis and the surgery. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously you had built out a site, you had How developed some that? products. Well, I was diagnosed in November. Um, for it. Oh, okay. And I had surgery in April and I turned on the website like May something. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. What was your first product? Um, well, I had the baby line mm-hmm. and then I had the coconut citrus scrub. Mm, that's right. I remember Which is still in our line today. Yeah. So I had the coconut citrus scrub. I had lavender chamomile um, body oil. I had like one or two others. I had bath salts. And things like that. It was very body, like what yeah. you can do in your house. And it's nice that you were able to pull from the baby line, you know, like to have mm-hmm. truly as your baby as you launched and then like to even yeah. have the other things. That's so nice. Yeah. You had like that base of that. Yep. Step into. I, it was, yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy to think that one of the products is still one of our best sellers. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a great scrub. Thank you. I remember you, God, it must have been like 2012, explaining to me, first of all, all of like the reasons why you should use clean skincare. I didn't realize you guys knew each other that long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, the, why you should use sugar instead of salt as mm-hmm. a scrub. Because a lot of companies have like Himalayan salt scrubs yeah. and stuff like that, which can be one, really drying for your skin, but also your scrub like disintegrates in the shower as opposed to like clogging your drain, <laughs> clogging your drainage, <laughs> which is like something my husband can appreciate. I'm sure I'm like, fix it, fix it. Um, I just want to touch on really quick. So obviously it sounded like you had a really strong base of faith and sense of self when mm-hmm. you went into this, but was there, was, I, I can't imagine that going through an event so emotionally and mentally and physically traumatic Mm -hmm. doesn't shift something inside of you. A hundred percent. So what was it like kind of like coming out the other side? Like, yeah, you can't, you can't go through this and not be a different person. I mean, you can, but I don't know how. Um, for me, it was, again, like I said, I was not living full out. Right. Yeah. I was not a risk taker. I was playing it safe. I was a warrior. Um, all those things. And in that minute mm-hmm. on that 15 minute drive, it all changed. And it's so interesting because I was Buddhist. So I was always like an optimist, 
but I was optimistically worrying or not worrying. I would be planning for what might happen type of thing, which is so anti what I faith believe. Um, But I think it was that planning, that type A personality. I had to be in control. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is I'm not, I'm not really in control of everything. Right. And I let go of that and I learned to embrace risk and I learned to lean into fear. I love that. We talk about that so much. And I think we're at a point where not to like make this about us, but like we're at a point where leaning into fear right now means doing something that we don't want to do because we know it will help us grow. Yes. And I just came back from Costa Rica on like a six day retreat. And my new kind of thing is like, instead of leaning into fear, like challenging myself to do something that I don't want to do, leaning into fear, surrendering. You know what I mean? That's it. It's so hard though. It's so, so hard because I like you type a control freak, like full fledged psychopath. I will admit it. Like I need to plan everything. Me too. And so to like let go and accept the fact that the universe might have this path for me that I really don't have that much say except for to just be a vessel. Right. Mm -hmm. Is, is a crazy, crazy thought. It really is. It's that's what happened. I learned on the other side of fear is love. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you accept that you are supported. Right. Who did you, when you were going through your recovery process, being of support, who did you like lean on? Who My was best that? friend, Dana. Who, by the way, if you ever get a product from us, it's because she's managing the warehouse. I, I've met Dana. She's yes. met, right? Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've met her or at least emailed with her or something like that. I'm sure. So we're friends though. Yeah, Dana is my best friend. I would not, I don't think I'd be alive without her. Wow. Um, She took me to every doctor appointment. She filled out all the forms with me. Um, She is probably the best friend anybody could ever imagine. Mm. And um, every morning we have this thing. Since I got, since I was diagnosed and was getting sick, we would, um, text everybody, whoever got up first would text good morning, sunshine. Mm. <laughs> and now it's GMS. So, so every morning to this day, that's over 10 years later. Yeah. GMS comes across both of our phones. That's so amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. I and it's just, it's a, it's a, I feel it's, I'm getting emotional. So I apologize. <laughs> Don't make me always emotional. We're used to it by now. Uh, so, okay. So now you are thriving. Mm-hmm. You turn your website on. I remember when you still had the amber colored bottles. Yep. Um, Vintage. We'll talk about your rebrand <laughs> in a second because you went from like a sort of a, uh, like a crunchy granola. Well, I, I, yeah, I was going to say homeopathic, but sure, crunchy granola to like the most high-end chic like that. I mean, it was crazy how fast that happened. Um, but you turn on your website and like, and what? Like, how do you go about growing this brand? How do you go about... So I can tell you what didn't happen, which is what I thought would happen. I thought I was going to be like that UPS commercial um, where you turn, like they go, oh, they turn on the website and goes, sale, boop. All the orders start coming. <laughs> Right. I was like, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> My mom ordered. Oh, <laughs> like, I, friend. I, was, I didn't know. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I have a very strong business background, but I didn't have a marketing background. I didn't have a sales background. Um, 
yeah, that didn't happen so fast. So I learned the importance of Facebook because there really wasn't Instagram back then. Yeah, right. A Twitter. Um, you know, I would go on that. Um, my Dana introduced me to someone who's still in the company, one of my business partners, Rebecca, who would do say, I mean, who, um, originally said, you know, I don't want to be involved and try the product. He said, actually, I want to be as a business partner. Wow. Um, and yep, still with us today. So she, and she really understood sales and I didn't. So uh, thank God, like, that's like how, you know, the knocking on the door type of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of just slowly, gradually picked up and, um, it's amazing. It's truly amazing. I mean, open sky gave us a, yeah, launch on open sky. That was a huge platform for us for press and for it to be. I work for open sky. That's how, yeah, that's how I met Abby. So that's how, like that, is it that was a huge thing for us too? Um, so it's I'm glad we could have helped one person. You were a part of our success story. <laughs> when, I'm so glad, Indy. When you're like curating your team, what would you say? Like, what do you hire people for? For like to make up for your weaknesses? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And like, how do you hire them for that? So it's a great question. Um, I always say. One of my strengths is I know what I know and I know what I don't know and I'm not afraid to ask for help for what I don't know. That's awesome. So I think you have to be honest about it. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty darn good at accounting and finance. Although <laughs> when I was starting, when I started the company, I mean, it was like F basis. It was like a checkbook. It was doing, I was wearing seven zillion hats. You know, you knew like, at that point I was doing social. I was, <laughs> it was insane. All these different hats that I was doing. Um, but it wasn't until, believe it or not, it wasn't until 2017 that we grew. Like, we grew financially in product, but our team didn't grow. Well, wow. So you so guys had a, like a heavy burden on us. you for those few years. Yeah. From like 2010 to 2017. Wow. It was crazy. I mean, I was, I'm not a salesperson. Anybody who knows me knows that's not it. Although, our VP of um, brand development would argue. She's like, no, but you, you do sell. I'm like, no, no, I don't. Don't ask me. No, you, I think, I think you are such a strong part of the brand. Like you're part of the story, which is what people gravitate towards. You know I what I mean? I think that's probably what she means. But don't ever <laughs> ask me to pull somebody in because it's just not, that's just not my nature. So that part I was never good at. Um, and so fortunately, Rebecca was phenomenal at it. Phenomenal. Um, I also am not a graphics person. So that was the next person. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have my creative, the, you know, someone who helped me do creative and website and who is responsible for what you see today. Um, he's been with me since I think 2011. Nick. Wow. So, yep. So, um, those two were fantastic at having and to rounding out and Dana, certainly you understands ops and things like that. So she helped. Um, and she was certainly with me. I mean, packing up boxes, everything. Cause we were doing fulfillment out of my house right, for a right. very long time up until like wow. 2014. It was like one of those. Um, and then in 2017, I was really lucky and I was invested in, and that changed my life forever. Did you have to, um, secu- like, were you approached by a VC or were, were you actively pitching? I wasn't actively pitching at all. I oh was God, actively people, a venture capitalist. Oh. So I knew I needed, in order to continue to go, I knew I needed help. 
Right. I was at the point in 2017 where I was like, if something doesn't change, I'm, I, I can't do it. not going to be able to scale. Yeah. Yeah. I can't scale. And not only that, but I had a son who was going to think about college and I hadn't taken a dollar. Right. right. For I wasn't taking salary right. until 2017. Oh right. God. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I mean, credit cards, max, the whole thing. Um, it was really hard. And I was like, I got to figure this out. And I'll never forget. July 14th, I get an email from Lori Corella Krebs and uh, she said, I saw your product line at the lane and I thought it looked beautiful, but then I learned the story. You know, I'm working with a, you know, P firm who's looking to get into beauty with you. Are you, you interested in talking to me? And she wrote this beautiful email. I cannot tell you what or why, because I got these all the time. I was like, I'm free now. Yeah, all it was was yes. <laughs> it was like why I would ever do that. I would never. I it was something about it. I don't know. Maybe it was because she was. I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And um, we met, and I just fell in love. And I will never forget. I walked out of. I walked out of that meeting. I was going to another. Actually, another someone who is worked for a very, very, very large. Um, VC firm. I was going over to talk and get some advice. Mm. Um, so, but as I left that lunch with Lori, I was I called her back and I was like, "So I found the people who were going to invest in us." Mm. And she's like, "Aren't you going to a VC?" I'm like, "Nope." I said, "Yep," but I but I'm telling you, I just met people who I want to invest. You in just knew, and um, you know, we dated for a while. We like to say. <laughs> getting the paperwork, all that stuff together. And, you know, May, um, 2017, we signed. I love that, um, your growth was so slow and organic because I think that there is a big misconception. I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't know you personally for like ever, mm-hmm. it would have appeared to me as a consumer and someone that works in the beauty industry that Indian lead skincare just came out of nowhere and right. <laughs> You were nowhere and then you were in Nordstrom and, you know, Sephora and like wherever else. And so it's interesting because I think that one person catches on, right? Like, I don't know who your first major retailer was. Was it Nordstrom? Uh, it was, it was Open Sky. Um, it was, um, it was, it was Saxon Anthropology. No, I'm lying. Bendel's. Ah. So we launched in Bendel's. On counter. I remember that. I went to that event. You did. You I went you came and saw me. I on then in the new look. Right. Mm-hmm. So we yep. rebranded. Yep. Stunning. Frosted glass bottles, stunning, stunning, stunning. So and that changed. That was a game changer. Then Saks came coming. Then I saged my office one day and like mm-hmm. I need something. And anthropology sent me an email. I sage a lot. Yeah. Um so then anthropology. Um and then we're, we're already starting to talk to Blue Mercury. But the big thing is once you have cool. those kind of doors, you need to be able to support them. Right. Yeah. And that's when that whole scale started happening. Right. And it was, thank gosh, that, you know, um, Ancora, who was the company that, who, it was Lori Pearl Krebs and um, Nikki Canard. I mean, we got really lucky here. Two incredibly powerhouse women. Mm-hmm. And then Winona Capital, they, um, from Encore, which then invested in us. And at that time, so as that's happening, Nordstrom sends me an email, Blue Mercury, we're ordering discussion. Like how do we do this? Wow. And the deal's happening. 
And it was just like the perfect. And then Encore has just been the best gift ever, ever. Yeah. It changed my life in so many ways. And even my, I just, I always say like my worst day here is better. Like now is better than my best day then. Yeah. It's just, it's just been this incredibly supportive life since we started. I just think that since like social media became a thing and like, you know, there's a lot of um, press behind your brand. Like it's, it's very easy to not see the work and the yeah. strength that went on behind the scenes before you got to be who you are or where you are now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think people are like, oh, I didn't realize you were around that long. I'm like, yep. Yeah. I'm an OG. Yeah, busting my ass for I'm that an OG. <laughs> you actually are an OG in the clean yeah in care like it's movement. kind of crazy when you think about it but, but I, like, I, was, I think it all flows too because even just in talking to you and meeting you now like everything that you're talking about ha- is a thoughtful you remember dates of like these yeah. i can't even remember birthdays let alone like i remember speaking to so-and-so on july 14th and it changed my life and it yeah. like these significant days that keep moving you forward and that you can almost tell are in your line and i was reading an article um, for the everygirl.com where mm-hmm. you said, I figured out I was in my, I figured out who I was in my thirties, but I fell in love with myself in my forties. What was I waiting for? Yep. But I feel like, I love how you talk and I feel that energy and like what you, what you're talking about, you know, I'm like, wow, it's like super loving. What do you think that like made you fall in love with yourself? What pieces of you do you put into your product or that you want like to come across in your product life? Wow, that's a big question. I know. Um, sorry. Sorry. No, no, it's a great one. Um, and thank you for hearing that statement because that's that really is the truth. Absolutely. Um, because I can remember, I remember who I figured out who I was and when I was thirty, and I can certainly remember realizing I love myself, and that was because of what I was creating. Mm-hmm. And you know the very small team <laughs> that I had. Um, I think heart goes into all of it, right? And I think when you come from a place of authenticity and love, I think that's a large part of like what I put into all the products and what we as a team. Um, in terms of, so I think what I fell in love with was that I'm capable, right. And that it's not a bad thing to love yourself. And that's not selfish mm-hmm. or anything like that. And I think sometimes we think, well, if you do that, that you're looking like this, I don't know what the word is, but very me, 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 me. That's not it. I just, I love who I am. Right. Yeah. And you have to take I, care of you, you know? You know, I love that I love my kids. I love that I absolutely think of my, my business as another child. Yeah. I lead with love. Like, that's just who I am. Like, people are like, you know, I lead with optimism. And I'm not going to apologize. I'm not Pollyanna-ish. I have bad days. But I do think that the universe has my back. And mm. I feel very safe in that way. And I think that's part of that. You know, I'm okay with who... I think it's that I'm okay with who I am. Yeah. And being someone who will always look for the positive part. Will always look for the silver lining will always find something to learn from a negative. That doesn't mean I don't have bad days. And I think the other part of this in terms of the company is going back to your other question, 
was, you know, know what you know, know what you don't know, and then hire. Mm -hmm. And then what do you look for? I hire for heart. Mm -hmm. The skills oftentimes can be taught. Right. But you cannot fake heart and passion. And everybody on this team, whether it's Indy Lee or Encora, has passion and loves this brand and thinks of it as part of their life. And that I think is the biggest part of the success of it is because of the team that we have in place. And, um, and I, they're, they're my family. I will do yeah. whatever I can. It's easy to go to work when you love what you're doing. Um, she knows Monday is greater than Friday. My favorite day of the week is Monday. I love yeah. Mondays too. It's like, I, I cannot wait. I miss my team. I cannot wait for the start of a new week. Everything is possible on Monday. Yeah. And I'm with the most incredible group of people. I get to work with the most incredible group of people, whether it's remotely or not. I truly believe that if you aren't, and granted there are exceptions, but like, you know, sometimes like something shitty happens on a Monday and you're like, of course, but like on generally speaking, if you're not excited to wake up Monday morning, you need to reevaluate your life. I say that all the time. I come into work on Monday and I'm like, because I just, I'm just like so excited to be around the people I'm with and in the place that I am. And so everyone's like, Oh God, here's Abby on a Monday morning. <laughs> okay. So just so you know, that's how everybody is about me. Like, <laughs> oh God, she's a morning person. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep. And it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They're like, they're like hard no on that. But I think that's all of it. Like, I think that this all happened. It all started. Like I figured this all out, you know, during this journey. Right. And loving who I am was a big part of it. And I think there are pivotal things. And I think that was a pivotal part, accepting and loving and not being afraid of saying, yeah, you know what? I am going to start a skincare line. No, I don't know anything about beauty, but that's not going to start me because I believe in what I do, I'm doing and I believe in myself. Yeah. Sometimes I think, and we've discussed this before, like giving yourself permission to be okay with these feelings of like, you know, fulfilling something that you believe in. Because a lot of outside factors often will allow you to stop yourself from giving yourself permission, yeah. you know? So sometimes you just have to like, let it fly, let your freak flag fly and be like, And yeah, that's what it like, did. And that's exactly what that meant in my forties. Yeah. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. Going to figure this out. That helped you kind of relinquish control with like the planning and stuff too. Yes. Nice. Yeah. This is a total like sidebar but i just watched rocket man that Elton john movie. oh and I'm also, seeing, i am not seeing the parallel to my life though but go ahead no i'm my, <laughs> and i'm also reading his autobiography at the same time the parallel to your life is that he's he had finally it took him so long much longer than you thankfully to get to a point where he was like this is me you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like this is who i am and if if that's not okay, then we need to find a way to forgive or move on or whatever. And like he spent so much of his life pretending to be someone he was not and then numbing the pain of that with alcohol and drugs and shopping and all of these things. And I just think that if you can get to a place in your life, regardless of how you get there, where you can honestly say, this is who I am and that's okay. And if you don't like it, you can leave it. Yep. Then you are a very lucky person. And I think that's exactly what that that is the shift yeah so i feel like you have like um, your mission statement for your life what's the mission statement for the brand so the mission statement for the brand is exactly is like grounded in nature supported through science inspired by life 
Oh. So I have a necklace that says like grounded, supported, inspired. I love that. On one side and then nature science life on the other. And that's what made me a bracelet that says grounded, supported, inspired. And that's really who I, like, I feel I'm very grounded. I know I'm supported by friends that I keep in my life. Like, I don't have an appetite for negativity. So if you're not going to be that, then this isn't going to work. Right. So I know I'm supported by, by an incredible family at work, by an incredible group of friends and my family here. And I'm inspired every day. Mm, yeah. And I, I, I truly love the life that I'm living. Yeah, there are little things that I love to change. A hundred percent. That's just right. life. Do I have bad days? Yes. The difference is I, I think you have to have a bad day to understand what a good day is. Mm-hmm. Right? From contrast comes clarity. Yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So the, the difference is I embrace it. And I'm also very thankful that I get to have that day. Because right. there was a time in my life when I didn't know if I was going right. to have the next day. And by the way, we never know, right? We don't know how long we have on yeah, Right. So why not live it in this full out, enjoying it, take it as it comes, believe that the universe has got your back mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a big shift, but it's, but it's, uh, but I think you're, I, do you see the parallel when you say about like the whole Elton John story is like, accept yourself for who you are. Did you ever think anybody would compare? No, you? I, have to, I have to say <laughs> that is very, I've seen that, but it took me a long time to get there. And I luckily I didn't need to numb it, but I also with drugs and alcohol, but I do think that you need to, you need to love yourself, right? You need to accept yourself for who you are. You need to surround yourself with people who are going to always lift you up and not push you down. Mm -hmm. People are going to let your light shine and not try to dim it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's often the case that we don't do that. Yeah. We don't protect ourselves from that. Nope. Um. Just to shift a little, and I don't, you know, I don't want to get too psychotically deep, but because um, this isn't deep. <laughs> no, I mean, I meant from a scientific perspective because I want to talk about why um, what we put on our skin and being aware of the ingredients that we're mm-hmm. using is so important and the effects that it can have. Um, you know, maybe it's not something as severe as a brain tumor, but maybe it's you know a skin irritation or something like that. So I just want you know from the expert, the OG, um, <laughs> would love to hear because you were the person that taught me the statistic that I think sixty percent of what you put on your skin is absorbed directly into your bloodstream. Oh my god, which is. Yeah. Hell of a wild lot. considering people are slathering themselves in like Vaseline and shit. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a member of many a Facebook group and there's always questions from these people that are like, my skin is dry. And someone's like, rub Aquaphor all over it. Or like, I need a tan. And someone's like, here's a tanning salon. And I'm just like, where do these people live? <laughs> you don't know that tanning is bad for you. You don't know you. any better though. That's a thing, you know? Like, I'm so- always amazed when I go and, you know, I do a lot of speaking now, which I love. That's probably one of my favorite parts. very, very good at it. Thank, thank you. You are. I, I think I've gotten better over the years. Um, but you speak your truth. And so that's why it's so wonderful to see you on a stage because it's not forced. It's completely effortless. And it's, um, I mean, I just saw you make me awesome. And everybody in the room was just captivated. Mm. Thank you. 
Um, so for someone who's completely unaware of right, why we should what be- What surprised me is how many, how many people are still unaware. I know, I know, it's wild. It's wild. So, the, so here's the deal. Science says that up to, right, 60%. So that means like, you know, like Vaseline is occlusive. So that means, you know, it's creating that barrier, which means your skin isn't breathing. We're not going to get into the ingredients of that. But so that, you know, it's sitting there. It's not a beam. It's not a beam. It's just sitting right there. Inclusive, mm-hmm. right? So your skin's not able to breathe, et cetera. By the way, something like that could be good on making sure an open wound is not exposed to things. You know what I mean? Like, and I understand that's why it's usually just think maybe we could do it differently, different mm-hmm. ingredients, mm-hmm. et cetera. But what, so that might not be one of the 60% of it, you know, but up to 60% they're saying. Some people are saying 70% of certain ingredients, because it's going to be, depend on the molecule size, et cetera, can be absorbed. What's scary is they're saying some of them in as little as 26 seconds. And people go, people say, that's not true. Nothing is absorbed. If that is the case, then why are people putting on nicotine patches and getting estrogen via transdermal patches right. control. Yeah. And when when I put it like that, they're like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to think that that is yeah. <laughs> you can't say no, nothing can be, nothing's gonna break the, the skin barrier. Right? Um, you have to know that there's there's a chance depending on the ingredients, right? And but how I also wonder more, how if our skin is our largest organ, how can it not be absorbing? Right. Well, that if babies are born with, you know, um, a toxic load and doctors are saying the only way that that would be impossible is through um, potentially transdermal. It's like, what? Um, It was a big eye opener to me, for sure. Um, But you're right. If your skin, that's why it gets me so, I get so upset when people just focus on their face when they're taking care of their skincare, they think it's their face. Skin's your largest organ. Yeah. You're just worrying about this small piece of it on your face and maybe your neck yeah what are you using on your entire body like what are you using to cleanse your body what are you using to moisturize right what are you using in your and your back you know all those things your shampoo. Oh my God, I feel so stupid. <laughs> but, it, but, but no, because we're conditioned to think about just our face. Right. Right. Not because, only that, I mean, for so long, and here I go with my conspiracy theories, but I truly do believe that like big pharma is in bed with the USDA and all of our doctors. And the doc, when, when a doctor tells you something, you believe them, yeah, right? Of course. So the doctor is telling you, use this lotion, you're going to do it. Because you you are conditioned to think that they know better. They know best. But they know they know one path. They know what they've been taught as well. We're all human. Right. So the only thing that we can do is educate ourselves on all of the different choices and then make our most educated decisions. That's it. And then by the way, that's my goal in life. My mission, my purpose is just to provide information for people to make the choices for themselves. What's right for me might not be right for you. I am not here to play judge or jury. I am not a God. I am not any of those things. All I want to do is educate to empower you. That's it. That's why I, I truly believe I lived so that I can educate and empower people to live their healthiest version of their life. Truly. And skincare is, is the products just underlying this. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? So for me, it's never just been, it's never been a, a beauty product play. It's always been about a lifestyle and helping people realize that sometimes you're being told you have six months to live. You yeah. get to make the decision how you're going to live those next six months. Right. It's powerful. You know, it's, it's just going back to the whole, and this was the point that I wanted to make. It's when you were talking about Uncle John, things don't make you happy. Only yeah. you can make you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a hard lesson to learn too. Yeah. That we, every day you live in choice and I want you to give you tools to make healthier choices for you. I live an 80, 20 life. Mm-hmm. 80% of my skincare makeup is clean. 20% of it is not. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm okay with that. I know the risks. Sometimes I want to rock that lipstick that I can't find in a clean shade. And I know there are maybe some questionable <laughs> ingredients in it. And I don't care. No, I'm okay with that. that. It's my life. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I was going to be like, what product is that? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Do you- <laughs> so, Up until recently, what do you get dirty with? I know when you were building your line, you didn't just want it to be clean, but you wanted to want it to be effective too. And I think like your proof of the fact that you can have both. Yep. I don't think you should have to sacrifice. Uh, manages to reverse age. Like you look, you're not wearing a stitch of makeup right now <laughs> no. and you look amazing. And when I saw you at Well Summit, you were fucking glowing. I'm like, girl, <laughs> what is happening? How, how do you look better just now than you did six years ago? When you were like... I don't know. I guess I was like 35, 36. And I was like doing the math. Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> 48. How old? I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm 48. Yeah. You're, so you look amazing. I and so the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, for sure. Um, I Benjamin buttoned. It's so funny. You fucking did. I did. I mean, but just, just. I have had no work done. I'm jealous. I, uh, I assure you, I would not I have, have these lines up my, hold on, my lights just went out in my room. <laughs> I have, I'm really bad at turning out lights. So oh. we have the motion sensors in my oh, home. That's so funny. But no, I wouldn't have these deep, this, these lines or these lines if I did work to myself. But no. Doesn't, it doesn't look like anything from here, but granted we are, you know, on the other side of computer, but I did see you in real life a few weeks ago and you looked flawless. Thank you. Um, it's the products. It's, I you know wanna, it's not just the products. I mean, you know, I don't wear foundation or anything like that. Um, so the products definitely work. I would not come out with something that does not work. Right. You stand behind it. So talk to us about the development process then. So how do you go about choosing ingredients for your products? What's the testing process like? All of that stuff. Um, I'm guinea pig A. Number one. Well, you know, we're, we never test on animals nor ingredients that tested mm-hmm. on animals. In fact, I'm really proud. I don't know if you saw across the wires, we got our first products, um, Cosmos, first of four products, Cosmos um, certified. Woohoo! That's yes. awesome. Which is amazing. We which can't is like clap a global the certification, EcoCert, the whole thing. Oh, this is us clapping. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's really exciting. Um, so for for us, I mean, it's always when we take a look at products, it's like, okay, well, what does our existing SKU line look like, and what are we missing? How are we providing products for various different skin concerns? Mm-hmm. Right. And then how do you how do we make sure that we have a routine for each skin's concern. So that's why like we have the colors now. Mm-hmm. So we have products for face for all, which is basically anyone, anywhere. Then we have for people who have skin sensitivities, mm-hmm. right? Then we have people in radiance, which is people who are maybe more mature and worried about onset of fine lines, change in texture and tone mm-hmm. um, or addressing those. And then um, we have clarity people who might be acneic, 
um, acne prone, et cetera. Um, and then we have different body products, you know, in the wellness category. And then we have like the four, what we call the four P's and a B, like are you prep, you know, protect, prevent, um, prepare, like, you know, it's all those and then boost. Like, so how do we create something where you have a cleanser? Do you have something like this that's going to tone? Do you have something that's going to protect your skin? Do you have something that can help pre- on the preventative side? Mm. How do we help you build out that routine based upon your skin types? Abby's been screaming at me to wear sunscreen every day, even in the winter. I mean, I don't. <laughs> don't tell her that. <laughs> but uh, like, okay. I have lines and I'm like, put some fucking sunscreen on. Okay, so not cute, you absolutely should wear sunscreen. Don't judge I'm me. not saying that you shouldn't. I just break out. I, I like develop hives of everything. Everything. Oh. Um, so like, I guess, okay, we all know what my favorite product in the line is. We all know, meaning me and Indy know. Yeah. But like, if you're looking at something like a squalene oil, mm-hmm. which I would, would be my personal recommendation, if I could say only like, this is what you should start with, that would be what I would say. What would you say? And what's that? Hold on. Ugh. If you had one product, like if you're starting, like I'm a virgin okay, so, to skincare. Okay, so you know my thing on how if somebody's starting, right? I would say whatever product you're running out of, that's the product you should get. Next. Oh, that's an interesting. Okay, because I think that makes it easier. I, I am. I, I'm not suggesting everybody should do what I did, right? Which is like go like this and clear her entire makeup counter, throw it out, and then pull out my drawer. Yeah. I have to say that because that's when I sound from like on a draw. Draw. Oh my God. That's drawer. And you say draw? Yeah. Oh my God. We can't be friends anymore. Indy, I just want to say real quick. So I know this has nothing to do with anything. I feel like we would be good friends because two of my best friends in the whole world are from Long Island. My dad also owns a paper printing company. Like all these crazy things are happening. Are you? Okay. We have to have a side conversation. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, listen, I'm always looking for good friends. Um, <laughs> So, but I, I threw it all out and that's very expensive. Yeah. Number one. And number yeah. two, if you get nothing but new products, you're not going to know what's working, what's not right, working. Right, and right. if you have it, you develop a sensitivity to an ingredient, even if it's natural, even if it's clean, you can still have a sensitivity. Right. I mean, freaking poison ivy. Yeah. It's right. pretty damn natural, but most people don't like to put it on their face. I don't, I don't, I've never had, I don't think I'm Me allergic either. to poison ivy. I don't have a reaction to it. Me either. And it's I've walked, like, we did the Spartan race, and Jesse had poison ivy all over his legs, and I didn't have anything. And we Well, were- I was holding it. I'm like, can someone, I just, I'm like, weed. I'm like, I just want to know what is I- poison ivy. And they're like, it's the stuff in your hand. <laughs> oh, and you, didn't get, yeah. you didn't have a reaction to it? No. Not everybody's allergic. Okay, so, sorry. So, let's say, let's say the squalene oil. Yeah. Were you like... So squalene is, uh, do you want me to, you should do it. You're the expert. Explain to Issa what squalene is. Yeah. Okay, your body produces squalene, right, which is the unhydrogenated version of squalene uh, um, as part of the natural sebum, right? And they produces it in abundance into your mid-20s and then production starts to decrease. And that's part of when you're seeing your collagen production slow down, CoQ10, the whole thing. You mm. see changes in your texture, tone of your skin, et cetera. Um, and when I was looking for something to be my daily moisturizer, I was like, wait, that's part of your sebum. Why wouldn't I just use that? Yeah. You can get it from olives sustainably sourced yeah all right and get squalene i'm like okay you can't really be allergic to it because your body produces it right and it's great for anyone from um oily ethnic to those who have super dry skin oh because i feel like a lot of people would stay away from something that was more is it like oily 
It's like yeah, a, it's yeah, like a, it's, it's almost light. like a dry oil. Yeah. But if you have oily skin, yeah. oh, I love this. Go, go. Okay. Give so it if to you it. have oily skin, <sighs> by using something that doesn't have it and you're trying to remove it, you know what happens? Like in trying to dry it out. Do you know what happens? No. Your body is trying to reach homeostasis because you have oily skin. It's going to overproduce. Oh. So if you have oily skin, you actually should be using oil. Yes. The same way that I always preach about washing your hair too much because you're stripping your scalp of its oils. And so it's reproducing more oil to try and stay like the right pH. And so the same thing with your skin. Well, you don't say that to me because I never wash my hair. You don't listen to anything I say anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, I see why you guys are so close. So, (laughs) so. So two that's why you should, I, I think that's a, I think this is an easy entry product. Yeah, me too. That people have, have just, I mean, we have thousands and thousands and th- I mean, I can't even think about how many tens of thousands of bottles of squalene I've sold. Right. Um, a few hundred of them are probably me. I, th- I think <laughs> the one product that in, cause you know, I'm a beauty slut. I work in the beauty industry. Like I mm-hmm. hardly ever stick to one product over and over and over again, but your squalene oil is the one that I continuously go back to. Do you put it on in the, like before makeup or? I put it on like five times a day. So it's the one thing that I'll wear before going to the gym because I'm not worried about sweating and it yeah. clogging. Right. And then I'll put it on under makeup and then I'll put it on before bed with all my other stuff. Nice. Yeah, That's it, why is, so it can much. be your daily moisturizer. For somebody who's not looking for like a 20-step process, Yeah, you can literally That's just me. use that. Because I just don't feel like doing, like it's hard enough for me. I'm an early bird. But like, I'm an early bird with, bird with a purpose. Like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go to the gym. I don't, I come home, I like splash some water on my face, I take a shower. That's it. I don't, I don't have time to be like, I'm going to prep. I'm going to put this makeup on, bake my face, do all this shit. Like, I'm not going to do No that. one does that. Well, then. Do you, know long, do you want to know how long my skincare? Yes, that's one of our, that's our next question. What's your daily routine like? Tell okay, first of all, it takes me like five minutes in the morning to get ready. I love that with my skincare routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, am, I know my sales teams hate it when I say it, but I don't always wash my face in the morning. I make sure I do a really good job at night. I do, I take a shower every morning. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, Get my the boogers out of your eyes. That's fine. Right. Exactly. So water is coming on my, but I'm not sitting there with a cleanser necessarily. Yeah. Because I do a really good job at night. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, oh my gosh, everybody's, I don't know why my phone's chirping. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so anyway, so I do a really good job at night. So I get up, I shower, etc. If I didn't, I will use the purifying face wash or the brightening cleanser in the morning in the shower. And then every morning out of the shower, I tone. So I take our CoQ10 toner, I spray it on my face and I use a cotton swab to swipe to mm-hmm. make sure I'm, to really make sure I, I have removed everything that was on my face, any excess sebum, etc. Then I go in with my stem cell serum. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a little extra. Most people don't do this, but I use the stem cell and I use the daily vitamin infusion, which has squalene in it, but mm. it also has plant ceramides. And I mean, it's got um, vitamin C and it's even, it's safe so, enough for those with sensitive skin. So it's fantastic. So I'll use those two. And then if I have an extra minute, I might use a guasa right? Because mm-hmm. I just love that. Or my, my rollers, my derma roller, et cetera. Do you and have one in the fridge? What? Yes. And I have one in my bathroom. Yes. And I've had one in my bathroom. You have a fridge in your bathroom? I've had it in my bathroom for- <laughs> That's so cool. 17 years. Before fridges so, and bathrooms got cool? <laughs> I said, I, years ago, I said, we should have a fridge bathroom. People were like, what? 
that was my idea. Anyway, um, I have the college dorm one. Mine is not as mm. the Literally, I think it was from one of my, one of our college dorms. Um, but so the, I, I, that's where I have all of them. Anywho, so I put those on and then I use my super fruit facial cream and um, eye serum and that's it. And it takes me five minutes. Yeah. I mean, how long does it take to go like, shh, shh, drop, drop, <laughs> wasa, roller. I wish we could make um, a gif or a gif out of this. I, <laughs> I mean, it takes no like, time at all. Um, <laughs> at night, whole- I take time. Cause yeah. I'm like dry brushing. I'm guasa. I'm derma rolling. I'm doing the whole darn thing, getting in there. Yeah, There's more time at night. There. Yeah, it's like a routine. It feels good. I'm taking care like, of and it like, gets you ready to like decompress. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm the opposite. My my nighttime is super fast, and my morning is like this is setting the tone for my day. So I'm like all extra in the oh, morning. Wow. Wow. Because I need to like, I need to be in bed by eight o'clock, or else I'll die. Um, so my, I try to wake up early and have a longer morning thing than I night. love it. Um, but what about non beauty, like rituals? Is there oh, anything yeah. that you do either in Meditate the morning or daily. at night? Oh yeah. Once, nice. twice, twice. Transcendental. Oh, transcendental. Oh my God. This, you're like the third. What's transcendental again? Person that's brought this up. It's like you have a mantra, right? And you say, mantra. I can't tell you it's private. Okay. So, uh, but that's just part of the practice. <laughs> hard stop, hard stop. No. Um, so you have your mantra that's specific to your date of birth, when you were born, the whole thing, right? And Can I ask you when your birthday is? October 17th. So you are a Scorpio? New Libra. Libra 17? Oh, yep. well, you would know better than me. Yep. Okay. I'm a double Libra, which is very rare. Oh, I am. I am the quintessential Libra. I am constantly trying to find balance in everything for everybody. Oh, yeah. So I do that every morning, every night, and you do it for twenty minutes mm-hmm. every morning, every night. Um, it's great. I can take it with me wherever I go. So that's when I, as a non-negotiable in terms of my self-care, I am a spa day Sunday. You know that for years. I wash my makeup brushes every Sunday. I do a oh, facial wow. test every Sunday. Every Sunday. Um, I'm also a big massage person. Mm-hmm. That is that if I have a, I, you know, I'm not even gonna call it guilty pleasure because I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Um, but that is the thing that I do for myself. It feels, especially for someone like myself who has rheumatoid arthritis, I try mm-hmm. to get a um, massage, um, twice a month. And I was like, one day I want to be one of those people who gets a massage twice a year and I'm twice a month. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Went for one yesterday for an hour and a half, and I feel great. Good. That's awesome. Love yeah, that. it's important for lymphatic drain, the whole thing. So good for you to just take care of yourself. Did you say you were vegan before? No. But your no. cleanse is vegan. That you're My cleanse, cleanse is vegan. Yeah. What is your guilty pleasure food? Or what is your pleasure food? We don't have to add yeah. any guilt into it. Um, well, if I had to say it's probably not the best thing for me type of food, is truffle fries. Um, oh, good choice. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Because I shouldn't have fries because they're not good for inflammation. They're a nightshade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're deep fried and then with truffle oil is probably not the healthiest of choices. Um, my favorite food, I think, I really think good sushi. Mm. That's really a big thing for me. Do you have an air fryer? 
Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you asked me. Why, yes. Yes, I do. I got it. Because <laughs> I make... I bought it two days ago. Three days ago. And they're pretty damn close to a deep fried sweet potato fry. Like, my really? loves them. Yeah, I make... Now I've started to make everything in the air fryer. I make fish in the air fryer. I made meatballs in the air fryer the other day, which was like fucking amazing. Wait, I can you send me recipes? I just got it. Okay, so it came to the house on Tuesday. Oh, so maybe I've had it for five days. It came Tuesday. I've used it every day since. So good. And it's so easy to clean. I also don't want to lie to you. I never use recipes to cook, but when I do, I put them on the Balanced Rebel Instagram. Like if I, okay. what I do is I'll cook and I just make shit up as I go. And then afterwards, if it comes out good, I'll post it and I'll post the ingredient. All right, cool. Then I'll go The meatballs that. that I made the other day were like bomb AF. They were turkey meatballs. Wow. I'm going to make them with chicken today, but I'm not going to eat it today because I don't do meat on Sundays, but I'm going to eat them this week. I'm, I, all I've done is broccoli, carry, cauliflower, and carrots in it. That <laughs> sounds no, so boring. Still, no, it's still so good. You <laughs> but gotta I don't know do no, you, you gotta, gotta do some start potatoes. somewhere. Um, so, um, last question, um, before we wrap up is, do you have any, um, like resources, books, podcasts, whatever that you refer back to, um, that you want to like recommend to the listener? Yeah. Where is it? It's somewhere here. And I know it by color because you know, I color coordinate my, my shelving unit. I have the, the consumer's dictionary of cosmetic ingredients is like oh. one of those that I have. Okay. Well, I have on my iPad. I have it in like hard copy. Um, I have, what else do I love? I have like books on aromatherapy that I always use. In terms of like what's going on in the industry, oh um, my gosh, I can't ever, I never can remember the books, like not just a pretty face, the ugly side of beauty, I think is, mm. is it something like that title. Um, I'm trying to look at my thing and I'm trying to find all the books which I of course can't find right now because <laughs> with them sideways. But I any book that is on clean beauty I own. Like I literally buy them all and read them all. Um I find some of the one of my favorite books just for on ingredients is the physician's desk reference for herbal medicine. Oh my God. <laughs> that sounds which so is very expensive but I it's like my Bible. Anytime I look up an ingredient that's kind of where I go. Wow. What's That's your cool. favorite ingredient to use? Yeah. Squalene, probably. All I right. love that. I know. You know what, though? I'm really liking glycolic as I'm aging. Mm. <laughs> so we get our glycolic from caviar wine. Oh, wow. So it also has vitamin C. I love. I'm loving that. And I use, oh, at night. Oh, my God. At night, I use my Radiance Renewal Peel every night. I think that's another reason why my skin is so glowing because I'm exfoliating. Oh, I never yeah. knew to do that. Yeah. Is it so, so? It's like a not chemical, but it's a. It's, it's not a chem. A, okay, everything's a chemical, even water. Okay, okay. But it's um a fruit derived, meaning so um a a physical exfoliant would be like a scrub, something that's mm-hmm. like actually scrubbing you, and right. a chemical would be like alpha hydroxy acid or beta hydro like an right. acid. That, yes. Um. Yes. Exfoliates. I've been trying to do that too. Um. <laughs> it's just so there's just so much. I saw a meme that was like when you go to bed looking like a glazed donut mm-hmm. and it's like your skincare routine. And I, that's what I, <laughs> I don't look, I don't go to bed looking like that. I, I do. Too, I do. It's I look, from, from my forehead to my tits is like completely covered in like potions. From when I go tits to, bed. to top. Got it. Yeah, totally. I like that. I, like... 
I neglected my neck for so long that now I'm paying the price. I neglected my eyes and my neck for so long and my forehead. That's why it's so important doing it early. I really, I wish my mother was into skincare because I would have known the importance of using skincare. Like I always like makeup and things like that, but I never, and lotions and potions, but I never thought about actually taking care of my skin. And they didn't know either. Yeah, I think it was a different generation too. That's a tough thing too. Like my mother wears Pond. We talk about this a lot. Strictly Pond. Every night I- Cold cream. Cold cream. I can smell it. Like when I smell that smell, I just instantly feel warm. I love my mom so much. That bitch looks so good. And I'm like so so mad about it. She's also Latina though. So that's cheating. So am I. And I'm getting Botox on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going Thursday. (laughs) Um, Indy, you are so amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank Um, you. Close each episode with our version of Vogue 73 questions. I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes, I am. But we only do five, so we're not. Thank God, I was like, okay. (laughs) You're like, what? Wait, I gotta go to the bathroom before we do that. Then (laughs) we only do five. So, first question: sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. If you could drink only one drink other than water for the rest of your life, what would it be? Calories do not count. Vodka. Yes. Amazing. Uh, true or false? If you don't use it, you lose it. I don't know. <laughs> false? I don't know. I'm just pulling something. I'm just going with what my gut says. Okay, false. false. Good. What's your favorite vacation spot? I haven't been there yet, but I think it's going to be the Maldives. Oh, I want to go. Oh, that's on my, that's on my bucket list. It's on my list too. Um, and last, but certainly not least, what is your vibe? No, I don't know. You guys tell me what's my vibe. I think love. you already told us what your vibe was, which was heart. It is love. It is heart. Yeah. Yeah. I, you've, I feel like talking to you. I feel like safe talking yeah. to you, which is like, Oh my gosh, really thank nice. you. Yeah. No, I, I don't feel like that a lot with people. So it's like nice to be like, able is it to authenticity? Is it authenticity? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I just Easily. feel like authenticity in, in right now where we are is a very diluted word. I know. It makes I me so sad. I love that when you said that you lead with heart because that's something that that's true, but it's not something that you can say and not mean. Right. And you can be an authentically an asshole too. Yes. Yeah. Which I am a lot of the time. I know you long enough to say no. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Um, so let everyone know where they can find you. Um, I hang out on Instagram an awful lot. Indy <laughs> underscore Lee. Like I, I, I like it. I love yeah. the community that we're building and yeah. I do answer the DMS and I do look at every comment. And yes, I do have a community manager who helps me, but I'm in there and probably drive her nuts. Like, cause I'm in there reading everything. She's like, great. Now I don't know what I'm supposed to, answer. Right, right. <laughs> but I, I, I'm always in there. So that's a great way to find me is on Instagram. Okay. Um, and, and then- obviously IndyLee.com. Right. And that's what I was going to say next. IndyLee.com and Indy. And you know, you can, you can actually give your users my friends and family code if you want. We will do that. Ooh. So what is your friends and family code? Indy, I-N-D-I-E 20. So they can get 20% off. Yes. All right, you guys, you heard it here. I-N-D-I-E we'll also put in the show notes. 20, we will put it in the show notes. Thank you so much, Indy. This no, thank you. Sunshine on this rainy, cloudy, snowy day. Is it, yeah, I think it's going to snow here. We're supposed to get like 11 inches. We're supposed to get like three You're to in five. Long Island still? No. no. Oh. Westchester. Oh, no. Okay, stop recording. Oh. <laughs>